Hi, this is David Mattin and you're listening to New World Same Humans number 44, published on the 22nd of November 2020. You can find the links included in this instalment and a link to the text version on the New World Same Humans article page where this podcast is embedded. So, let's go. Recent weeks have brought news of three effective vaccines. Now, the challenge is rollout. We need to get these vaccines first to those who need them most. That means frontline health workers and the old. So much about this virus and in consequence about this year has been about management of risk for old people. In that way, the pandemic has been a reminder of a central fact about the human collective in 2020. It is ageing. The UN says that the global population aged 65 and over is growing faster than any other age group. In 2019, one in 11 worldwide was over 65. By 2050, that will be one in six. It's an unprecedented demographic transformation. And because it will shape our response to every other shift we face, from automation to climate change, I've come to believe that it's the most consequential megatrend reshaping the decades ahead. So this week, reflections on this megatrend. Longer lives will reorder the 21st century. This is a classic population pyramid, and you can see the graph I'm talking about on the article page where this podcast is embedded. It shows the distribution of age groups across a human population. This has been the shape of almost every human society that's ever existed. High birth and death rates mean lots of children with steadily declining numbers as you move up through the graph. Above 65, the pyramid dwindles to almost nothing. But 21st century affluent societies have overturned this age-old truth about populations. This is the equivalent graph for the population of Europe in 2019 and as forecast in 2100 from the EU's data agency Eurostat. And again, see the article page where the podcast is embedded. Two changes are immediately clear. First, Europe's 2019 population pyramid isn't a pyramid at all. It's widest at its centre between the, between the ages of 40 and 55. Second, a momentous demographic shift is still underway, such that by 2100, the largest single population group by a significant margin will be those aged over 85. This, in two graphs, is a representation of one of the most consequential transformations in history. That is the dramatic elongation of human lives inside 21st century affluent societies. It's a shift that touches every part of the future we face and how we'll live inside it. Yes, other powerful megatrends are at work when it comes to our shared future. Think automation, urbanisation and climate change. But this demographic shift is fueling a set of fundamental conditions that will shape the response to those megatrends and a million other smaller changes. They are conditions that relate to the collective, such as population size, the number of working age people, and the number who cannot work and so must be maintained. 
but also conditions that relate to the journey that each person will take through life, including the age at which people expect to stop work and the age at which they expect to die. No wonder the UN calls ageing populations one of the most significant social transformations of the 21st century. The implications are momentous. What's more, we're yet fully to process or respond to them. When historians come to look back at the 2020s, they may judge that one of the most peculiar aspects of our time was the way our societies and the ways each of us navigated through our lives were still ordered by an earlier, now defunct demographic reality. We need to find new ways to order our lives and new realities. Here are three thought starters. The life stages will be remapped. Inside affluent societies, a host of forces are eroding the traditions that kept people bound to certain modes of life. Ever greater consumer choice and the cultural free-for-all that is the internet have both made people more able to construct lifestyles of their own choosing. But much longer lives are the most powerful and most often overlooked force that undermines old thinking on the shape and nature of our journey through life. In the decades ahead, millions will remap the traditional life stages and shatter old thinking when it comes to the paths through life that are available to us. This change presents a vast opportunity to brands and businesses. When we think about increased life expectancy, we tend to think about rising numbers of the very old, those aged 85 and over. But it's often more valuable to consider how increased life expectancy is elongating healthy and productive middle age into the 70s for many and even beyond for rising numbers. That's a profound shift in the shape of a human life. The old life stage model, education until 18 or 21, work until 65, retirement, is founded in a mid-20th century world where few were expected to live much beyond retirement age. Back then, a 55-year-old was often held to be halfway down the long slide towards obsolescence. Today, such a person can reasonably look forward to 20 more years of productivity, if that's what they want. In the years ahead, then, we'll see millions aged 55 and over launching into second and third acts that once would have been thought out of reach, founding a startup, retraining as a lawyer, striking out as a writer or visual artist. But the implications cascade down through the life stages too. Another outdated aspect of our current model, it asks people to work most intensely in their 30s and 40s when they are most engaged in care for their children. But in a world of elongated middle age, we become more free to lean out during these years and come roaring back into our careers in our mid-40s. Meanwhile, as we proceed through working lives that last six decades in a fast-changing world, the idea that we should end formal education at 21 becomes absurd. Instead, we need to embrace new models of lifelong learning and career breaks for education. Career exploration in the 20s, a sabbatical for children in the 30s, ascent of the ladder from 40 to 55 and a fresh adventure, startup or creative career from 60 onwards. Here are the beginnings of a revised life stage model for the 21st century. 
but people will need support if they are to craft these new life stories. In the years ahead, smart businesses will step in to provide it. We'll search for a new settlement between the young and the rest. Far higher relative numbers of old people means a shifted centre of gravity in our societies. There are huge economic and cultural implications, and that means huge political implications too. In the decades ahead, new fault lines will emerge between the generations as young people find themselves at odds with their elders over questions of economic fairness, social mobility and action on climate. As these conflicts play out inside populations with historically unprecedented age structures, the quest to resolve them will reshape our politics. In the global north, stagnant wages, rising asset prices and an increasingly automated economy have long been, been eroding the life chances of young people. That toxic mix has been supercharged by the pandemic. As discussed in New Week Same Humans number 13, the OECD says that those aged 25 and under are two and a half times more likely to be without a job because of the pandemic as those between 26 and 64. Extended lifespans mean old life cycles of jobs, assets and homes are breaking down. Young people find themselves frozen out and according to a recent Financial Times survey, resentment is growing. Meanwhile, there's evidence for a deep fault line when it comes to the defining issue of the age, climate change. The Ipsos Global Trends 2020 report showed that 53% of 60 to 74-year-olds agree that even the scientists don't really know what they're talking about on environmental issues, against 39% of 16 to 24-year-olds. There's nothing new about a world in which young people agitate for economic and cultural change and older people resist it. But when birth rates fall and life expectancy is elevated into the 80s, as is happening now, the dynamics of that conflict are drastically altered. Back in the 1960s, the boomer generation won their culture war in part simply because they outnumbered their elders. In the decades ahead... Many of the 60-year-olds who resist action on climate will be voting for another 30 years, will need to readjust to a world in which it's often old people and not the young who drive the culture. In the decades to come, these revised population dynamics will have a profound effect on the way we address key challenges, including wealth redistribution and climate. The search for a new settlement between the dwindling numbers of young and all the rest will be part of the great political project of the age. We'll reorient our economies around care for each other. Another deep shift is coming via the intersection of ageing societies with another powerful 21st century megatrend. We're building automated economies that can serve human needs while requiring ever less human input. Meanwhile, the swelling ranks of the very old, those age 85 and over, will need care and companionship. In the decades ahead, our growing need to provide care to the elderly will combine with the realities imposed by automation and push us to rethink the meaning of work. We should take this chance to embrace new visions of work as care, 
companionship and simply being there for those who need us most. Automation means that in the decades to come, millions will be unable to find a place within the traditional economy. There will be growing pressure to decouple work from economic recognition via some kind of universal basic income. That is and will remain a contentious idea, but some among those who resist it will be won over by a practical imperative, the swelling numbers of elderly who need care inside an automated economy in which millions can't find traditional work. Doesn't it make sense to pay a living wage to those who care for elderly parents or grandparents rather than allow the burden of care to fall to the state? Via this imperative, the decoupling of traditional work from economic recognition will move closer to the mainstream. Such a shift would liberate millions into more meaningful forms of life in which they're able both to maintain themselves and share their most authentic selves with those around them. A post-pandemic world in which work is less clustered around a few megacities also helps make this shift possible. It will allow greater numbers of people to keep one foot in the traditional economy while also staying close to family. Two powerful megatrends, automation and ageing societies, will combine to produce these new orientations to work and to the broader economy. It's possible to imagine a world in which productivity is held to be a virtue only of machines, while simply being there for one another is seen to be the true work of humans. We're a long way from that right now, but in time it may be our dispensation which sees millions of us move far away from our families for work and leave elderly parents in the care of strangers that comes to seem strange. Just a number. Thanks so much for listening this week. The new realities emerging as a result of ageing societies are many and complex. Treat these three thought starters as just that, jumping off points for further analysis. What do they mean for your business, for your career and your personal journey through the years to come? In the meantime, we in the New World Same Humans community are forging a journey too. We started as a small tribe back in January. Today we encompass more than 14,000 smart people, founders, designers, coders, policymakers and more. If you help our community expand, you make it more useful for all of us. And all you have to do is share. So if you found today's instalment valuable, why not take a second to forward the email to one person, a friend, relative or colleague who'd also enjoy it, or share New World Same Humans across one of your social networks and let others know why you think it's worth their time. All you have to do is navigate back to the article page where this podcast is embedded and hit the share button. I will be back on Wednesday with New Week, Same Humans. Until then, be well.